everyone. Happy Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Talk Bookish to Me is the podcast where readers gather to talk about books, share recommendations, and chase that five-star feeling. I'm your host, Gwen, and today I'm joined by Key to share some summer reading recommendations. Now I know what you're thinking. Gwen, my TBR is already overflowing. I get it. I truly do. Hopefully you already have some of these books, but if not, I believe summertime is the best time to go to the library, or if you happen to be on vacation and you pop into a bookstore or two, these are the books you should be looking for. Hey y'all, I'm Key, also known as Just Key, over on YouTube, Bookstagram, and more recently, TikTok. Um, When I'm not reading, I'm like sketching up something, a digital design, or like dancing in the air at my local aerial studio, which is actually a recent hobby that I started a few months ago. <laughs> the number one way you can support this podcast right now is by joining Patreon. I know I mention it a lot, but if you're a fan of the podcast or my YouTube channel and you want to join a growing bookish community, you need to check it out. I always have it linked in the show notes. I offer one tier for $5 a month. It's the night owl tier. So if you ever hear me referring to the night owls, They're the ones I'm talking about. You will receive milestone pins upon three months, six months, and a year of your support. Other fun benefits include Discord access, bonus episodes, behind the scenes stuff, reading vlogs, printable recipe cards, voting power. There's so much happening over there and I'm always adding like new things all the time. I've also been hosting like live reading sprints and movie watches. So consider joining. Summer is the perfect time to join because we have our first patrons only buddy read coming in July. You're not going to want to miss it. Okay, Key, now that I've done my little self-promo bit, let's get back to you, girl. What's the last book you gave five stars to? The last book I gave five stars. Uh, it was a book I actually recently read, and it was actually called Bake It Until You Make It by Jamie Wesley. Uh, this actually follows a reality TV star and a cape, cupcake baking football player who decides to fake date to get him traffic in his cupcake shop and then also to change her image um, after she turned down a proposal um, on a huge reality dating show. Um, so this, I think this is like the perfect book to um, to like essentially kind of head to your favorite bakery and like get a cupcake because I, what, else, what else do you need an excuse to go get a cupcake for? <laughs> I know, I love that. I love these. Was it a cozy mystery kind of too? Actually, no. It was actually a real contemporary romance. Okay, okay, because mm-hmm. I know those. Co- I know you read a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of cozy mysteries, and they always yes. have those like funny titles. Um, yes, that sounds I really, love really a good cute. funny title. <laughs> so it was really good. <laughs> That's awesome. So, what book has been on your TBR the longest, and why haven't you read it yet? Yeah, you know, this is a loaded <laughs> question because there were so many ways that I could do this. I was thinking I could do my physical TBR, which is what I'm kind of going through slowly now. But I was like, you know, let me kind of take a scroll through my Kindle, which probably took me the longest because I had to scroll and scroll and scroll. <laughs> so I ended up checking my Kindle, and the oldest book that I found that I had on my TBR was something that I, like, one-clicked at the in the early of the morn because that's a danger one clicking things on kindle and it says free um and that book was called five minutes late by rich amo um and it is a like fast-paced rom-com book that actually follows a garlic mogul and a silicon valley librarian 
that fall in love. And I was like, you know, I think I got this because it was the, the heroine was a librarian. I think that was the, the ticket for me. All right. Next question. Pick your poison. Answer one or the other. What's your favorite book of all time or who's your favorite author? This is like trying to choose my favorite child. Um, So I'm going <laughs> to go with like the lesser of the evil, which is more so I think I have more options, which is probably my favorite author. And I'm definitely going to go with Kenny Ryan, like anytime anyone asks me um what is a book kenny ryan like she has a back list of books that she's a contemporary romance um and her writing style is literally like my cup of tea i cannot describe like anybody else who has my cup of tea but like perfect um you will literally be taking on a ride um it's lots of angst it's lots of like time breaks um but you will make she will make sure like the love that you see throughout and all these external and internal like factors that are like throwing them apart you're going to she gonna make you work for it and i you know i approve of that does it take me through the emotional roller coaster yes yes it does but you know i'm here for it <laughs> i am here for it i love that embarrassingly i have not read anything by this author I keep, and, and the thing is, is that you've recommended her books to me before. Yes. So this tells you how backlogged I am with my TBR. Mm-hmm. But I promise you, one of these days, Key, I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> it's okay. I, you know, the first book I feel like you should read, and I always tell everyone to read, is the Grip Trilogy um, by her. That, like, is, like, the pinnacle, I feel like, of Kendi Ryan, like, that I got into her. Grip. And this grip, it's still, that's, it's a duology, but it's, there's also like a novella that goes before that, that kind of like sets the stage for the duology coming. And it just kind of like puts everything, it gives you a lot of back information that I think will be much more appreciated, like kind of read that one first and then go into that. Cause you see how much they have to like go through. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to keep that in mind. I have this podcast episode to remind me. All right, now let's talk about what we're currently reading. Earlier today, I did finish reading a book. I read Wait For It by Jen McKinley. And I also think that this would be like a good summer, you know, reading recommendation, even though it's not like set in summertime or anything like that. But it is like a contemporary story with like a dash of romance in there. Um, So it starts off um, stuck in dreary Boston winter. Annabelle um, gets offered a job in Arizona. She's seeking a new lease on life and she moves and rents a guest house on like a gorgeous property with a mysterious owner. Basically, her best friend and her best friend's husband live in Arizona. Arizona and they offered her a job in Arizona so she moved from Boston to Arizona so they already set up like her a place to stay and stuff like that um so she doesn't know the landlord for quite a while and she assumes based on this like list that she gets of like rules and stuff like that that he's this grumpy old man and and it turns out that no it's Nick he's a 35 year old hottie who's struggling to overcome some paralyzing fear that has kept him prisoner in his own home so even her friends are telling her like oh don't bother him just pay pay your rent be done with it like don't even bother him type thing 
But, and I really liked how it was told in like dual POV because we knew, you know, right from the start who it was. So you have Annabelle's side and you have Nick's side. So you're getting to know both sides of their story. Um, But like I said, it's not purely a romance story. So you have Annabelle trying to adjust to like a new job. She has this like sneaky coworker that's trying to sabotage her. And then on the other side, Nick is dealing with the fallout of a stroke that he had a year ago. So physically, there's no reason for him not to recover And he has like a whole team of doctors, therapists. He has like um, someone that cooks his meals. He has someone that does his gardening. He has a physical therapist living in his house. He has all these people around him, doctors and specialists telling him, you're fine. That it's really just like that mental struggle that he's Mm -hmm. dealing with now. But he has not been able to come to terms with that yet. Um, Like I said, it felt a tad more contemporary than romance, but I liked that it had main characters who clearly had flaws and we got to see them like grow up, you know, and learn about themselves over the course of the story. The next book I'm going to pick up though um, and read is The Secret Bridesmaid by Katie Birchall, I think is how you say it. It's a modern British rom-com about a young woman charged with pulling off the biggest aristocratic wedding of the year and all the misadventures that ensue. (laughs) So I've been doing some really good like summary reading myself already, even though it's not officially summer when we're recording this. Mm -hmm. I'm just all about the summer books. So what about you? What are you currently reading? I actually am one of those like readers where I can't just read. Of course, you can never read just one book. Um, so I have like four different things going on. <laughs> um, I currently literally just picked up like hours before recording this was the Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley, which I haven't read a mystery in a little while. I've been like on a contemporary like back to back to back. Um, and so I picked it up because it's one of it's I'm trying to dwindle my physical TBR um, because it's, I'm going to eventually kind of sell them um, for those books that I rank like under three stars. So I was like, let me get to this and finally read this because this is a recent book of the month, like not so recently, but it's recent enough where it's yeah. like, let me go ahead and read this. Um, so the Paris apartment is a locker room mystery, which I'm a good, I'm, I love a good Agatha Christie vibe. Give me mystery. I'm literally only like four chapters in and it's very short chapters, which I appreciate. Um, can kind of we can kind of see like all of the um, the like various perspectives from all of the characters mm-hmm. that are in the hotel. Um, it's essentially it's five. It's the socialite, the nice guy, the alcoholic, the girl on the verge, and the concord. And so everybody's a neighbor, everybody's a suspect, and everybody knows something that no one else needs to know. <laughs> right. <laughs> and this also this follows just the, like our main character. She um, actually sent a text to her brother and was like, "Hey, I need to like stay somewhere." And her brother's, you only see her brother's perspective, like, in the prologue, kind of starting off. And then Jess kind of takes over the rest of the book. And so she kind of has to find out where's her brother. And then it kind of, days keep going on. And he's still missing. And then she kind of got to figure out, like, who in this building has something to do with, like, if my brother disappeared. Like, where is he? Who has something to do with it? So it's pretty good so far. I'm not, like, four chapters in. So it's getting, it's getting there. Other one of the other books I'm reading is American Royalty by Tracy Livesay, who is also one of my like all time favorite authors. <laughs> um, and this one in her recent uh, release actually comes out this month. It think it comes out if I'm not mistaken, like the week that we're recording this. Um, and this actually follows 
a like princess, well not princess, a prince, and then a um, American rapper, and they like come together because she needs like to clear her image, and so they're like, hey, go ahead and get this. Um, she's trying to actually change her image, and so they, one of her um, producers is like, hey, like they we wanted like the L- London, like they're like calling you to like do a performance. She's like are you serious so she goes and then they meet and it's a contemporary romance i'm so like sorted oh about that sounds that. so fun it's really good so far i'm about maybe 25 ish percent in so it's pretty good i can kind of see the characters kind of see their vibe so far and i love all the descriptions of like london the palace the queen it's giving me very prince diaries but like make it black and i love that <laughs> So when you read multiple books at once, do you do like one on audio, one on ebook, one on physical or like, how do you do this? (laughs) Yeah, I definitely have to like switch it up. So I have to do like one physical and usually physical books. I used to be like super like reading physical books back to back. But for some reason, as I got older, like and just like life has changed. I'm just like, you know, I'm going to read like I just have one physical book for the moment. And I'll get that through that very slowly. But then I'll do audio books. I'll do an ebook. Um, and then if I do like of the same, like media type, it'll have to be like different genres. So like I'm reading like a couple of eBooks, but they're different genres. One is contemporary romance. One is like, I think a cozy mystery, I think. Am I at that? No, I'm not, I haven't opened that one yet. I haven't read that one yet. But one is a, I think like a nonfiction. And then it's like a whole different genre. So it has to like kind of, I have to kind of spice it up <laughs> because if not, I'd be like, well, I don't really want to read that today. Oh man. Oh, I don't really think I want to do that today. So yeah, mostly I read through audiobooks and I have like listen to two at the moment, but I have like a total of like six checked out. So it's wow it's girl. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is you take mood reading to a whole different level. Quite literally, yes. You know, if if, if I don't have if I you know you know, I have to take it to the nth level of like wherever it can be. I said, okay, well, let's just take it there and then stretch it times five. You know? I love that. So do you DNF books or do you just slowly make your way through them to the end regardless? It depends on how I'm really feeling. I usually, it's very rare that I DNF. Well, you know what? That's, you know what? Let me not even say that because I literally just text my phone. was like, oh yeah, go ahead and DNF a book. Like, it's not feeling it. Don't so if I'm not really feeling the book I will literally like just stop reading it and like yeah I'm gonna put you on pause for a moment and then like maybe five six books later I'm like okay I'll pick you back up I'm in the mood now so I kind of put it on pause once okay. the DNF okay. situation so like but if I'm really now. not feeling it yeah kind of like a pause for now situation okay. um if I'm really not feeling it and it's just not hitting right then I just DNF it I'm like okay DNF <laughs> I like that you read so much at once because I feel like that way I probably wouldn't DNF as much. Like I would do the pause thing. Like I was reading Hello Summers by Hello Summer by Mary Kate Andrews earlier this month. And it wasn't that I was like hating the story, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't loving it. It was just kind of like, eh. And I was like, yes, I could continue to read this, but there's so many other books I want to get to this month. And since I only read one book at a time, to me, I was like, well, if I'm not loving it, yeah, it's going to go in the DNF pile. Or your way, it's just like, I should just pause it and come back later. (laughs) Yeah, because it's always going to be there. I'm like, I'm not really, and sometimes you're just really just not in the mood. Like I recently just got got over a reading slump like at least a month and a half ago. So I'm slowly getting 
back into it. I'm just like, okay, I need to read all of the things. Where are they? And I'm like, oh, you know what? Let's just, because I have a few arcs that like I need to probably, like they, the releases come out in the month of June. So I'm like, you know what? Let's do a small goal. Let's try to reach two out of those that are being released to this nice. month and then have them like on different media types. So then that way I can consume them slightly quicker and feel like I'm not like reading like, okay, where, what am I Kind of like, so I won't be confused, essentially. Like, what do you want to do, Canada? <laughs> so <laughs> right. I have different different media types and then different genres on said media types. <laughs> wow, I don't see how you tackle it all. Okay, so if you want to know which book you should pack in your beach bag or stuff in your luggage, we're here to help. Even if this summer's hottest reading spot is by the pool in your backyard or the living room couch with the AC cranked, I feel ya. A good book can help you decompress and feel like you're on a relaxing vacation. Whether you're down for some steamy escapades, spine tingling suspense, or something to broaden your mind, we have some recommendations for you. There's also some great new releases on the horizon if you're looking to do a bit of book shopping. Personally, I had to throw some of these in there, so I'm the most excited about The House Across the Lake by Riley Sager, which I will be discussing here on the podcast on August 8th. Carrie Soto is back by Taylor Jenkins Reid, The Paul Bears Club by Paul Tremblay, and Daisy Darker by Alice Feeney. Now onto the recommendations that we have. What would you like to recommend first? Well, my first recommendation is easily, easily like top 10 all-time favorite. <laughs> like it's in my favorite list. Um, it was actually one of like the book of the month. And it's actually the reason why I started my book of the month subscription because of this book because I originally had this like received this um as an arc and I was like well that's interesting let me start reading this and I was like no I need the physical book like now um and that book that I'm talking about is people we meet on vacation by Emily Henry she also just released another book that I just completed and I like fell in love with that which is book lovers I could have added on the list but we'll just have it as a Another book, another recommendation. <laughs> but people we meet on vacation literally follows two best friends, 10 summer trips, one last chance to fall in love, Poppy and Alex, like the best. Alex and Poppy, like, best duo ever. <laughs> they literally have nothing in common. Um, she's a wild child. He wears khakis. She has an insatiable wanderlust. He prefers to stay at home with the book. And somehow they become best friends, which is like... Wow to me. Um, they actually yeah. met in college many years ago, and they actually are the very best of friends. Um, for most of the years, um, they actually live apart. She's in New York, and he's actually uh, living in their small town. But every summer for a decade, they've literally taken a week and go travel together. Um, and then somehow, the two years before, um, everything changed, and then they just stopped talking. Um, so if you're like a fan of like best fr- uh, best friends to lovers, opposites the track. And also adding new places on your list to travel. I This is literally the perfect book. And also the angst and the pining. I'm also one for that. <laughs> so this yes. is the perfect book. I absolutely agree. I love this book. And a lot of people, I was talking to Lauren in the last episode about how like this is like a second chance type um, romance as well. But, like, I don't think a lot of people love second chance romance as much as, like, some of the other tropes. But I say if you don't think you like second chance, you need to read 
this one. People We Meet yes. on Vacation with Emily Henry is a hit. I, I think the complaint about Second Chance Romance is that it focuses either too much on the past or mm-hmm. too much on the present and you don't see the like stuff the balance in the past. Like you're yeah. like, how mu- how did they love each other already? <laughs> you know, where in this one, like you said, it's over deck. You see a decade of them spending. You get little like snippets of their stories from the past and stuff like that. So you actually get to see how they got to where they are now. And I like that there's that little mystery of like, what happened that made them stop talking? And like, come on, guys, let's get it together because like, I'm feeling it. <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys. It's any time you want to discuss. Please discuss. Hurry up. <laughs> like, yes. I have that moment in books. I'm just like, can you just hurry up? Let's cut everything out and just hurry up and just talk. Discuss. Come on. Come on, guys. Why do I have to wait to the 70% mark? Because I know that's going to happen. Stop. <laughs> Oh, I love that first recommendation. Okay, so my first recommendation has to be The Island by Adrienne McKenty. After moving from a small country town to Seattle, Heather Baxter marries Tom, a widowed doctor with a young son and teenage daughter. A working vacation overseas seems like the perfect way to bring the new family together. But once they're deep in the Australian outback, the jet-lagged and exhausted kids are so over their new mom when they discover this Dutch island, a small remote island off-limits to outside visitors, the family talks their way onto a ferry, taking a chance on an adventure far from the reach of iPhones and Instagram. But as soon as they set foot on this island, which is run by a tightly knit clan of locals, everything feels wrong you're just on edge you're like i'm not liking it get back on the ferry go home like get out of here um but then a shocking accident propels the baxters um from an unsettling situation into an absolute nightmare of survival so when heather and the kids are separated from tom they're forced to escape alone seconds ahead of their pursuers so it's very much a survival thriller and now it's up to heather to save herself and the kids even though they don't trust her and the harsh breast land is filled with danger and the locals want her dead if you're seeking a fast-paced survival story it will have your heart pumping I definitely suggest you pick this one up. I know a lot of people are reading it right now because I think summertime is literally the perfect time to read this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was crazy. And if you listen to the audiobook, it has sound effects. So, oh, yeah. So, I will be definitely adding this to my TBR and also trying to find it in Hoopla or Libby, one of the two. Yes. Because I need to. This looks. This is. Oh, this sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> Scary, but fun. I like it. I need some, some, some adrenaline popping, my blood pressure level up. <laughs> I need to do it. <laughs> Um, My next book is, literally when I thought of this book, I thought, hmm, summer. Um, That book was shipped by Angie Hockman. Uh, This follows a workaholic marketing manager who was forced to go on a cruise with her arch nemesis when they are up for the same promotion. We love a good enemies to lovers in this house. (laughs) Um, This is also kind of advertises like the hating game. If you like the hating game and you also like the unhoneymooners with like the vacation aspect and then like the enemies to lovers office romance. But those, if they made a baby, it would be, like, shipped. And I totally agree with that, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, between taking night classes for her MBA and her demanding day job on a cruise line or at a cruise line, uh, marketing manager Hilly Evans barely has time for herself, let alone family, friends, or dating. But when she's shortlisted for the promotion of her dreams, all of her sacrifices finally seem worth it. 
The only problem, Graham Crawford Collins, the remote social media manager and the bane of her existence, is also for the same promotion. We love that. <laughs> <laughs> Although they've never met in person, their epic email battles are the stuff of office legend. Their boss has each of them with, um, with drafting a proposal on how to boost bookings in the Galapagos. Best proposal wins the promotion. There's just one catch. They have to go on a company cruise to the Galapagos Islands together. Um, if you are a fan of the other life, enemies to lovers, or place romance, cruises, this is literally right up your alley. Like, yes. perfectly. I love it. I love the Galapagos. I think it's so atmospheric. I read this when we were, like, in lockdown and nobody was traveling anywhere. And I felt transported. Yes. It was so great. And I love the little, like, ecotourism kind of theme topic that is explored mm-hmm. in that one as well. So my next recommendation, I know I just recommended this in the last episode, but you must check out Something Wilder by Christina Lauren. And this one, Lily is the daughter of the esteemed Duke Wilder, known around the world in different circles as a treasure hunter. When he died, he left Lily with nothing. Meanwhile, Lily has been making her way by giving fake treasure tours with her friend Nikki. Then we have Leo. Every year, Leo and his friends plan a different adventure for each other. And this year, Leo's buddy Bradley plans a trip to Utah for a treasure hunt. The fun part about this one is, is that Leo and Lily have a past with one another and they both have no idea that they're about to come face to face with one another for the first time in 10 years. So 10 years previously, they were madly in love, but something happened and now they're about to face their actions and their feelings in the middle of nowhere desert, Utah. If you're seeking an adventure story with a little bit of romance and a little bit of mystery and a little bit of treasure hunting, I would suggest this one. Oh yeah. I love that one. That's going to be added on my TBR. I think that's actually on my TBR. I just need to put it up slightly higher (laughs) because this feels very summary and i think i've just been seeing this everywhere on social media tiktok i think bookstagram too so it's just giving me the charge to go ahead and just read this book (laughs) (laughs) and since we're on the same christina lauren street might as well (laughs) i'm gonna go with the honeymooners um this one follows olive um who was always unlucky in her career and love and literally well everything um, her identical twin sister, Amy, on the other hand, is probably the luckiest person in the world. Her meet cute with, with her fiancé is something out of a rom-com. Gag. And she's managed to finance her entire wedding by winning a series of internet contests. Double gag. <laughs> Worst of all, <laughs> she's forcing Olive to spend the day with her sworn enemy, Ethan, who just so happens to be the best man. Everyone but Olive and Ethan get sick from food poisoning from the wedding. And Olive takes her twins' place on their honeymoon trip. And the entire time on the trip, she's trying to, like, make sure, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm my sister. I'm trying to be my twin here. So this, and also, like, who really is going to turn out a free trip? Right. Not, <laughs> and no one. Um, if this is, like, the perfect book for, like, really just island vibes and also, like, just sister family vibes. And also, I think this, if I'm not thinking this is enemies to love Yes, yeah, this is Enemies to Lovers also. So we're in the same vein of Enemies to Lovers. Clearly, there's a trend here um, <laughs> for summer vibes. But I love this book so much. Uh, it was such a vibe. I just was like, yes, I need this. <laughs> what I loved about this one is that you could really tell that she did not like him. 
no like but but you could tell that he probably liked her yes <laughs> and that's i the loved thing. it and their like banter was so I cute love the banter in this book <laughs> i am a banter i love banter in a book I if you give me like banter Emily henry yes i think that's why because i'm like if you have some good banter and wit there could be no plot there could be nothing but you have the banter and wit and i'm here for it i yeah. that can just that can just floated along for the entire thing no who knows who cares it's the banter it's the wit i agree with that recommendation um all right if you somehow have not picked up this book now is the time it's a brand new release i'm talking about every summer after by carly fortune like i said it's a new release but you need to pick it up right now literally you will regret it if you don't pick it up this summer it's 100 worth it if you've read Love and Other Words by Christina Lauren, this book has a very similar vibe. It's a second chance romance between childhood best friends. And for six summers through lazy afternoons on the water and warm summer nights working in his family's restaurants and curling up together with books, medical textbooks for him and work in progress horror short stories for her, Percy and Sam have been inseparable. Eventually, that friendship turned into something breathtakingly more, but it fell apart spectacularly. When Percy returns to the lake for Sam's mother's funeral, their connection is as undeniable as it was, as it always has been. But until Percy can confront the decision she made and the years she spent punishing herself for them, they'll never know whether their love might be bigger than the biggest mistake of their past. Told over the course of six years and one weekend, every summer after is a big, sweeping, nostalgic look at love and the people and the choices that mark us forever. I'm telling you, if you're seeking something with summer vacation lake vibes, this is a must read. Everyone is going to be talking about this book. It's Fortune's debut, which is mind blowing to me. She's definitely on my radar to keep my eye on the future. I, this is probably going to be one of my favorite books of the year. Like, without a doubt. It's just, it's so good. Why haven't I heard of this book before? Like, I love, love another word. That's literally one of, also, like, one of my all-time favorite books. And I'm like, mm, I need this book on my TBR. Like, I don't even know the book cover looks like. At this point, I don't really care. If it's, if it's near, if it's similar to Love in Other Words and it Summer Childhood so Friends. It is so similar. Let me show I you the book it. cover. I have it right here. Hold on. Oh my. Oh my. This is the book. Okay. This makes so much sense. I know. When you see the book cover, you're like, oh, I have seen that everywhere. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I've been seeing it. This, this is, is the book. Up. It is so oh. good. And here's the Oh, book. I'm so excited. It is I'm so, so Girl, it, I read this in a day. In a day. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. So it, it's one of those that you pick up and you just can't put down because. So at the very beginning, she gets um, his brother, Sam's brother, calls her and says, oh, um, we're having our mom's funeral. So she goes back and like, you know, she hasn't seen him in a while. But then you get the flashbacks all through their childhood. Like basically her parents got like this place on the lake as kind of like a little summer vacation. They would go there every summer. And then they, um, Sam and his brother, Charlie, lived next door. So... <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. I like, so I need this book. Oh, I, oh my goodness. I need this book because anything like <laughs> says childhood best friend lovers. I, okay. Automatic. Automatic. <laughs> add. <laughs> add to cart. 
Ads card. <laughs> um, the next book that I recommend is Rare Danger by Miss Beverly Jenkins. Um, this actually follows Jasmine, who's a rare book collector for exclusive clients. Um, an old friend, a dealer of rare books, goes missing, and his partner is actually murdered. Um, the artifact that Jasmine doesn't realize is actually an artifact um, is smuggled out of an ancient library at Timbuktu, which she then um, meets Air Force veteran and private security ace uh, Tor Noble, who is accustomed to this adrenaline life um, and the stakes and suspense. Um, this is actually a short story that's not even literally not even 120 pages. But because of, even if it's even though it's small, Miss Miss Bev, she knows how to pack a punch in a book in a short story. It gives you. A perfect balance of like romance and suspense and like mystery of like who done what like it's literally everything that I didn't even think that I needed but I got and it was just like beautiful and the cover is just it gives me so much life <laughs> I am <laughs> so <laughs> happy you recommended this because I've only read one Beverly Jenkins book Rebel the first really? book in the Women Who Dare series um, and it's a historical fiction romance. And I don't know if historical fiction is like my thing. I ha mm -hmm. I've only read like a handful. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I need to get it together. <laughs> this is like a mystery and it's like 120 pages. Yeah. This sounds amazing. I need to get this. I need to it's get on it. So good. Like, and just, just on the cover that he, the library that's, his that's the that's, that's the hero's library. I said, "Are you serious? You own that? Like, I could just take, take I could take a little ladder and just like scroll through like that. You have that set up. Oh, yeah, definitely. My next recommendation is my best friend's exorcism by Grady Hendrix, and believe you me, no one is more shocked than me when I am recommending a YA horror story." Guys, this one brought me to tears. I don't know. Was not expecting it. Was a little emotion at the end. <laughs> um, I really think, though, that this is going to be like one of those cult classics where people are either going to really vibe with it or really not. <laughs> um, it's kind of like, you know, Pulp Fiction or Kill Bill. Like, there's people that, like, love those things. And there's people like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. So I feel like that's how this book is going to go. You're either going to really, really love it or you're really, really going to hate it. And this one you have Abby and Gretchen, and they've been best friends since fourth grade. And now they're high school sophomores, and they have an evening of skinny dipping that goes horribly wrong. And as a result, Abby begins to notice that Gretchen is acting very different. She's moody, she's irritable, and bizarre things keep happening when she's around. And it's up to Abby to figure out what's wrong with her best friend and try to help Gretchen before it's too late. She does try to go to adults and it's like, something's not right. Like teachers, parents, everybody's like, everything's fine. They kind of like brush it under the rug. And Abby's like, no, something is wrong. <laughs> but anyway, the power of friendship is strong, but is it enough to beat the darkest powers that be? It's packed with ting angst, adolescent drama, 80s nostalgia, and the supernatural. If you pick it up, you're in for a wild ride. This book is being adapted. So if you're seeking something to like read before you watch, this one might be for you. 
It's so good, you guys. I was not expecting to be brought to tears at the end. <laughs> so if you cried in this, are you a crier for books, though? That's the question. I'm That's not. The... Not really? for something, not like YA horror. Yeah, why? Like, it's like, okay, that's the most oddest thing. <laughs> okay, first of all, I don't read a lot of YA anymore. It's yeah. very, very rare that I do. Mm-hmm. And when I do read something that's like YA, it's more like something like Every Summer After. Right. Where it has like when they were younger. Yeah, but, the but main it's not story so much is like focus. when they're older, you gotcha. know? So I'm not even reading a lot of YA anymore. I have like less than 10 YA books on my TBR. Um, and this was one of them. And I was like, okay, now is the time. I love Grady Hendrix writing. He's both like funny as hell. And like, I don't know, there's just something like, humorous but it also has like heart as Mm -hmm. well so I will cry if it's like kind of like my trigger things yeah if there's like an animal death or something like that I'm bawling about the animal death yeah if there's something like about um like my mother is dealing with some memory issues so I recently read The Swimmers by Julie Otsuka that made me cry because it dealt with um an 80 year old Japanese American woman that's dealing with dementia so that made me cry um if it's something about like a parent dying or something like that that's just like a huge fear of mine yeah so something like that yes I will cry so I'm not a crier usually yeah and I am a YA whore come on right out of all things you're like wait a minute are you serious like I what is what is this on my cheeks what is what is this I know I was just like I was like what is happening like yes this is weird this is strange yeah but it was so good and I love 80s like I just love that vibe you know yes um and all of the chapters in the book are like these 80s song titles so I compiled a playlist um, and I like put it on Spotify and stuff like that. But I just listen to that book and think about th- or listen to that playlist and think about that book. It's I don't know. It's wild. Like I said, people are either going to love it or hate it. But mm-hmm. I definitely loved it. Yeah. <laughs> the last book I recommend is a book that I actually I think read last summer or at least a couple of months ago by the most. Um, this is Where the Rhythm Takes You by Sarah Daz. This is like a book perfect like for those lovers, Jane Austen lovers of persuasion, Jane Austen fans in general. I think this is like the up your alley um, because it also, it also it follows um, a story about first loves and also second chances. This takes a place in Tobago. Um, did I pronounce it right? <laughs> Tobago. Mm-hmm. And it follows Raina who has spent most of her time at the Plumeria, which is actually named after the hotel named after her mother. Um, and it's also her family's gorgeous seaside resort um, in Tobago. It's also been two years since Raina's mother has passed and also two years since her childhood um, love, Aiden, um, her like first everything, first kiss, first love, literally everything. He left the island to pursue his musical dreams. And he also has come back as being one third of this huge Grammy nominated uh, group um, that he may or may not be dating one of the members that he came with. Um, so that's a whole that's a whole thing. And it was such a vibe. Like I was like summer in the islands in Trinidad, Trinidad. Like I just love this. It was everything i listened to it also in audio so it was they had like the perfect the narrative is like perfectly set the vibe and you can see like they gave also little flashbacks of like their of aiden's history um and Raina's history kind of together and kind of like not and then kind of what so kind of set them apart and just kind of took that gap and then the present day of like okay so 
why are you here? And, like, everyone moving on. And you can kind of see, like, Raina kind of dealing with, like, the external, like, battle of, like, okay, everybody moving on. My friends are moving to different colleges. Like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to stay here? Like, what do we, these next steps that we want to do? And I just loved it. It was so cute. And it was just, I just loved it. It was so much heart into it. And you could just see it here from the narration on the audiobook. It was just so good. My last recommendation has to be The Saturday Night Ghost Club by Craig Davidson. Um, It takes place during the summer. I read it either last summer or the summer before, and I I literally can't stop thinking about it. Um, The summer Jake turns 12, he befriends a pair of siblings new to town. And so Calvin, Jake's uncle, decides to initiate them all into the Saturday Night Ghost Club. But as the summer goes on, what begins as a seemingly lighthearted project may ultimately uncover more than any of its members have imagined. With the alternating warmth and sadness of the best coming-of-age stories, the Saturday Night Ghost Club examines the haunting mutability of memory and storytelling as well as the experiences that form the people we become kind of young adult but not really at the same time um but it kind of teeters on that you know a little bit and craig davidson is actually nick cutter a lot of people know him from that name more than craig davidson but he wrote the story craig davidson um so if you're seeking something in the vein of like stranger things or stand by me about a group of misfit kids who spend an unforgettable summer investigating local ghost stories and urban legends then this one is for you and if you're looking for even more recommendations jacqueline and i shared some last summer so i will make sure to link that episode in the show Show notes. Honestly, I think I get my best reading done during the summer. So I'm always trying to help others discover the best books to read on the beach, poolside, or just hanging out in their backyard with a nice cold glass of lemonade. This summer, I have some family visiting from out of the country. They're actually coming in from Denmark. And I also have a week in the Ozarks planned, which I'm very excited for. Yeah. That sounds so fun. I know, especially because I've been watching Ozark. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, do I really want to go? Is this going to be scary? (laughs) Um, So do you have any special summer vacation plans, Keith? I do. Um, Actually, since traveling for the first time. Since this whole pandemic, panini, you know, <laughs> any P words you would like to to put in there doing this panini. Um, I actually also traveled for like the first time in almost like three years. And actually the first ship that I think was like also is like just so symbolic and just heartwarming was me meeting like two of my best friends. Um, and we live in like three different parts of the world, which is crazy to me. <laughs> but we always see each other on Face and weekly FaceTimes and like texts and group chats and stuff. So seeing them honestly was like probably the highlight of my year. And then one of them I actually met for the first time. Like oh. during this three years. So we became best friends over the pandemic, which was the, oh, like that is so it was amazing. <laughs> Isn't it crazy when you meet people like that you've been talking to like online and you're like, you seem cool and all, but like, are we really going to hit it off? Like, are we going to hit it off? <laughs> and like we have, cause we always, we always like schedule, like we're both friends. Like we schedule like weekly, like reading chats and like, we have oh, our, like a all little, little reading, like reading book. Like we were like, Hey guys, just like make a reading book. Like, cause we always recommend books to each other. So I'm like, let's make your TBR list longer. Let's make your TBR list. <laughs> <laughs> longer so we were like guys we're finally out of the group chat 
Oh my god! So that was honestly the highlight, probably of my year. Um, and so we're actually gonna come together and do another reunion. Um, they're actually coming to me this time. Um, and I, for those who don't know, I actually live in Georgia. So and it's like a little bit burning right now too. <laughs> it's hot, Atlanta. <laughs> it's hot, Atlanta for a reason. We've had like a heated riser for the least the last week, and summer is not until it's it's pretty soon. So I'm like, okay, I see you're coming. Um, I'm also planning um, to try some indoor rock climbing for the first Ooh, time. Yes. That sounds so fun. Yeah, it's on one of those. It's not like on my list of like things, like experiences to try. So I'm like, I never tried indoor rock climbing. I'm going to pursue and <clears throat> persuade some of my friends to come <laughs> to figure out if they want to come. <laughs> do it with, with you. <laughs> exactly. Just do it with me. Just do it one time and say that you did it. Okay. <laughs> and I'm also going to go to uh, finally go to my first concert in like three years, a, K- a K-pop concert. Um, that they're Fine. coming to Georgia. And I'm also going to go to a Cirque du Soleil uh, show soon. So That is so fun. I went to one like many, many years ago. It was so good. The makeup, the acrobats, the acting, the thrill. Like they're just like in the freaking air. And you're like, how yes. are you doing I'm like, how are it's you doing so And it's good. so cool because like I know what they're doing. I'm like, oh, that's aerial acrobatics. And I'm like. I do area acrobatics. I'm like, this is so cool. I'm like, you know what? One day I will get to your level, but probably not. I'm going to let you do your thing up there. And I'm going to just watch because that is like amazing. So I've been trying to go to a show for like years, but it's never literally like in Georgia. I'm like, can you guys come to Atlanta? Well, it sounds like you have an awesome summer planned. I hope everything is amazing for you. you Thank you guys so much for tuning in. That wraps up this episode of Summer Reading Recommendations. Honestly, summer reading is my favorite reading. So this is always one of my favorite episodes. Thanks so much for joining me, Key. Make sure y'all go follow her on YouTube and Instagram. She actually has two Instagrams, you guys. She has one for Bookstagram and one for her aerial work. So I will make sure to link both of those for you. Have to go follow her. I'm like totally (laughs) stunned of all. Like she literally just started aerial and I'm like, how are you doing that not breaking your neck? Okay. It was very scary at first. I do think that. <laughs> so follow along in her journey. Also follow Talk Bookish to me on Instagram at Talk Bookish Podcast and join Patreon for bonus content and good vibes. Until next time, happy reading.